Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. This podcast season has been so dynamic, I can't even explain it. I hope you've been enjoying the content. And most importantly, I hope you've been liking, sharing, and subscribing. I hope that you have been sharing this content with a friend because I believe, shameless plug, that this is just value, value that you can use, value that you can keep in your, your back pocket, your parking lot, value that you can share with others to uplift them, one, to share information, two, and three, to help raise their level of faith, letting them know that they too can achieve things that help them to go global, not only in God, but also professionally and personally. So, If you are a global girl and you are stepping into your power to fulfill your true purpose and destiny in life, please, please, please connect with me. There are so many ways. You can subscribe to my blog. Just visit www.hello at girlgoglobal.com and subscribe so you can get devotional inspiration to your inbox every month. We are sending out inspiration. Also, please give us a review. Let us know how you're enjoying the content. Let us know what you would like us to talk about let us know who else you would like us to talk about let us know who else you would like to have us do a repeat conversation i would love 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 to hear how you enjoy the content love 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 to get your feedback on how we can expand develop and grow because by the way we are embracing our multi-layered lives with faith know-how and grit and that means that we are learning and growing together so you might, you might have recognized that I too, I learn here. I learn when I have conversation, I have those aha moments too. So I too am just like you. And by the way, we got some video content coming your way. I'm just going to leave it there, but thank you so much for joining today, today, today. I have with me, Miss April Kelly. She is the co-founder and CEO of The Shore Company, a plant-based baby formula company. She supports many moms through her amazing content creation. And she's also the manager of two amazing businesses run by two of her wonderful children. Needless to say that she is a global girl. And I'm so excited to have April with me today. And we are going to talk all about that plant-based baby formula, which I hope to be using sometime in the near future when I do, you know, (laughs) have a baby but for right now I'm looking to learn more about her business I'm looking to learn more about all that she has to offer and if you need her product out there stay tuned grab a pen and (laughs) grab a pencil so you can learn about her journey and learn how you can get access to this product that she has so April please say hello to the girl go global community Yes, yes, yes. Hey, good people. Hey, good people. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Jasmine, for having me. Thank you for joining me. Of course. The of Shore course. Company. I love that name. Well, it's so thank confident. You. You, know, yes. it's, you know, it's, you know it's giving all the vibes. It's giving all of the, you know, <laughs> it's kind of oxymoronic, you know, to me a little bit because a, a lot of moms, they're not sure about exactly. how things are going to go. But it makes you feel confident that we're the mm-hmm. shore company, a baby from letting you know that they should be rest assured that they are feeding uh-huh. their baby some of the best product. I'm not sure how that name was derived, but please, 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 let's jump into this conversa- conversation. Let me know where did the name come from and why a plant-based baby formula? Listen, first and foremost, I need to hire you because the way that you just laid out the story behind the name without me telling you, I just like I got to bow to you on that because that's exactly that's exactly I'm saying to the T exactly what I want moms to feel, think and breathe when they think of, you know, the sure company and our brand and our products and what we aim to do is we aim to take out all of the uncertainty and the guesswork around child nutrition because Mm. it brings on a lot of anxiety. It brings on a lot of fear. And most moms, if we're being honest, they feel like they lack that support of really understanding like what it is that my child needs to be healthy, right? And we're getting into this space now where a lot of people are more health conscious. And so Mm. yes, 
things that have been passed down from our grandma and our aunties and our mom. And some of those things I still hold tight and true too, but some of them I've had to kind of relearn. Well, mm. let me say unlearn and then learn new ways of doing it, right? For my kids, right? That were better off because we should be getting better generation after generation, right? Mm-hmm. So this is one of those ways um, that I'm doing my part to make sure the generations that come after me, they're going to be healthy. They're going to know what to do to make themselves healthy, to heal their own bodies, all of that good stuff. So kudos to you for for. Just a great intro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I love the name. I love the concept. I too, um, I I don't necessarily subscribe to a full plant-based diet myself, Uh but you know, I have, I was raised pescatarian. Uh I have been vegan at some points in my life. I still don't eat meat per se, you know, Uh you know, so I do subscribe to the, the health life. Uh, lifestyle that health wagon if you will so this conversation is very important to me because as a future mom in Jesus name I'm putting that out there for the Mm -hmm. Lord to hear and catch Mm -hmm. up to pick up in the spirit as a future mom (laughs) looking forward I will be looking forward to you know feeding my child plant-based products or products Mm -hmm. that are the healthiest for them so I'm so intrigued by this conversation and so glad that I have this opportunity to speak with you Mm -hmm. so why a plant-based doc, um, based formula? I know that you're a mom, you mm-hmm. know, what got you to this point? Obviously I heard you say that you're looking to take out some of the guesswork, but why plant-based? Why did not a traditional formula? Mm-hmm. Why not something else? Like how did you get here as it relates to the plant-based product mm-hmm. and, and, you know, putting, putting that out into the market? Yeah. So, so four years ago, um, for those of you who may not have had a chance to read my bio, I am a mom of four. And I like to say I'm the chief mommy officer of Sure, right? Because <laughs> all things, everything that I do through this company, it, it really is centered on me being a mom. And the inspiration behind the company really is all centered on my third daughter. So I have four kids, three girls first, and then a boy last. Thank God for my husband, because he was about to lose it with all the girls. <laughs> Um, but basically what happened was I had always breastfed. That was the first thing that I would do with my kids is to try to breastfeed. And I did supplement a little here and there for the first two. But on my second daughter, I had a full 18 month streak of just exclusively breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So when I brought home my third baby girl, I felt like, you know, I'm a pro in this. We just going to do a a three P and it's going to be all good. Well, that was not the case. So about a couple of weeks in, I started to battle with postpartum depression came straight out of left field, never dealt with it before. And honestly, I didn't think it could happen to me. And so when it started to happen, I couldn't even recognize the signs, right? And so one day I was just sitting there on my couch in the living room and things were seemingly fine. Like the baby was actually put to sleep. The room, um, the house was clean. My older kids, they were away with like family. And so and we had a lot of support, but I was really struggling with nursing. And so I don't know if it was the mental that happened first, where like my mental and my hormones were going crazy and that caused my milk supply not to be what it was, or if it was the milk supply that happened first that kind of sent me into a frenzy emotionally and mentally. But I was just sitting there on a couch one day and my husband, I remember him walking by like at least three times. Like he was just going about, you know, doing a couple of things around the house. And the third time he saw me sitting there and he was just like, are you okay? And I just burst out into tears. Like, I was like, I don't know what's wrong. I can't tell you what's wrong. I'm struggling to feed my baby. My body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. I feel like an emotional wreck. Like, I don't know what's happening to me. I don't have control. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is what led me to deciding to supplement because I was really holding on to just a a, a hair of of sanity left, right? Mm. And so, um, and plus on top of that, my feedings were excruciating. And Dr. Jasmine, when I say excruciating, I'm not playing, I'm not exaggerating. Mm. Like I was to a point where, um, I just could not feed her because of the pain. Like it was toe curling pain because she had Mm. um, what's called a tongue tie. And so her latch was, oh, it felt like she had teeth. Let's just say that. And so it got to a point where I couldn't even feed her if I wanted to, just because of the condition of my breast at the time. Mm. And so um, I decided not, I decided to go ahead and, you know, supplement. 
And we were a vegan family at the time. We were following a vegan lifestyle completely to the T. And so in order to fall in line with that, that's what made me go after a soy-based formula as opposed to a goat um, milk formula or cow-based form- cow milk formula. Mm. And so we tried that though, Dr. Jasmine, she started to have allergic reaction. Okay. So she developed eczema. She became more fussy. She started to get constipated. I mean, the list goes on. And so by now, like I thought I was on the edge of the cliff about to jump, like I was jumping (laughs) when this happened, because I'm like, well, what are the other options? And then when I started to look more into like, okay, well, what's an infant formula for real? Like what really am I feeding to my child? Mm -hmm. And so the number one ingredient in a lot of the formulas, the popular ones on the market is corn syrup. Mm. And then you go on to look at all of the preservatives and the artificial um, fillers and the GMOs and just the list goes on. And then obviously the dairy and some of the other ones. And so this is what triggered me to like take the reins, right? As moms, I feel like we are the world's best problem solvers and we figure it out, even if there's no solution or no sign of one. And so I don't come from a science background, but Mm. what I did do is I took it upon myself to make sure I read every single ingredient in the um, on the cans of the infant formula, and I started to educate myself. And then one thing led to another, and I began to play around with formulations, partner with the experts, and then here we are. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 So, from what the time that you you know had this experience, your daughter, you trial and error, you know, with her feedings, if you will to now how much time is it taking for you to kind of develop the formula with the experts as you say and then prepare now to bring your product to market yeah so it's been we are four years in we Mm. are years in from the very beginning and that includes the first full year that we actually fed the same recipe and formulation that we came up with um, to our own child that includes that year time span so Mm -hmm. it's been a long time coming Um, to where we're now preparing to actually launch the product into the market next month. Um, Mm. But we intentionally took our time because for one, I'm a mom, right? And so, Mm. and I didn't want to be that mom where all my kids see is the back of my head all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that was one reason. But then the other reason was because we were doing the work, we were doing the research, we were trying to figure out like, because this isn't our, you know, naturally our background. And I say our, because at the time my husband was also heavily involved in the process, right? Of getting, of figuring it out and the formulation, um, We wanted to make sure that it was safe. You know what I mean? That we weren't Mm -hmm. forgetting anything. And that was a huge learning curve, right? From from the perspective of a mom just trying to figure out what's in the formula. And then also from the perspective of a CEO coming into this new space, right? Um, So there was a lot of time just spent on research. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. And kudos, by the way, to your husband for recognizing that you were not okay. You know, shout out to the hubby because he he's he's a good one. He's I love that. One. I love that. Shout out to your support yeah, thank system. You. Thank you. So when you think about getting preparing to bring your product to market, have you shared your formula? Have any of your family and friends tested out the formula with their yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, what's funny about that? When I first started though, so I didn't, even after I came up with the recipe, I didn't, I didn't plan to do a business. I literally was just trying to solve my own problem and feed Mm. my baby. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at the time I was building out this community, um, which I still have today is called modern mom fix. Mm -hmm. And it's an online community on Facebook. And it's basically where, you know, myself and other moms who live a high functioning lifestyle, which means we're busy, we're juggling family, business, and everything in between. They can come to the space and seek out support. They can take off their superwoman capes and they can just be real about the situations that they face on a day-to-day basis and the challenges. And so we're here to root each other on. We're here to share what's worked, what's not worked, things like that. And so typically I would go live in this group, just kind of sharing a day in the life, right? And um, so likewise, I would just go on and um, I did a live about my situation with postpartum, which is Hmm. not often talked about. Right. And I also talked about, you know, how that led to me coming up with this formula um, and feeding it to my babies and getting the approval from our pediatrician to do so and her just being super healthy. 
Um, and so as soon as that live was over, because at the time this group was fairly new, right? So, you know, you get a couple likes here and there, you might get a share, you know how it is building out something new on social media. And so um, this video though took off. Like we started to get so much engagement and views and I was like, what is happening? And so then I had the moms reaching out to me and it kind of felt like a me too movement for infant feeding. It was like, me too, I dealt with that too. And I dealt with this too. And I wish I had it, you know, when I was having babies. And so it was that moment that was the aha moment for me. Like, okay, there's a market out here for this. There's obviously a gap and an opportunity where I can step in to this gap and feel a need. And so that's when we started to kind of walk out the process and we really were walking in the dark. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the types of experts that you had to partner with, um, and then also the parents that you started to test out this product with, how do you feel like that circle helped you get to this point? You know, those moms that tested the product um, and it sounds like they, they liked it for their children. And then the experts, did you have to tweak your formula? How did it, how did that whole collab come, come mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't actually answer your question when you were asking, I was getting into the story, but yeah. So from me doing that video, there were moms who I actually shared my recipe with at the time because their child was having, um, issues with like either constipation or spitting up or whatever the case may be. And I was really just trying to help and just trying to spread the love at the time. Right. I wasn't thinking about it from a business standpoint. And so she actually kept in contact with me. One, one mom in particular, And um, she immediately started to make the milk for her baby and feed it to him. And she saw like within the first 48 hours, she saw a reduction in him spitting up. She saw a change in his um, bowel movements as far as the the consistency and um, the frequency. And um, she started to gain weight. Like she's she's even sent me like several reviews so I could use her as a case study uh, with her. Mm. But um. So those were some of the things, some of the feedback that we got. And then on a personal level, it was it was very much so similar. Like my daughter, she had started to develop the eczema on her skin. And I would say within the first week of her taking our uh, recipe, it cleared up. And so I'm like, are you serious? Like I felt like a scientist. I'm like, nobody has anything on me at this point because I can't <laughs> without the degree like I literally took the time to do the research without the degree and and of course not being condescending to anyone who has it but for me it was a big like it was just a big confidence booster like as a mom you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying you're faced with an issue you really can figure out the solution you really can make it happen for your children and that's I feel like the intuitive side and honestly it's the faith side for me because mm. I, I was led, you know what I'm saying? To the, to the different resources. I had my mother-in-law who was awesome. She was also helping me to do a lot of the research in the beginning um, before we were looking at this as a business. And she just, um, you know, she came across this original recipe that was like a dairy recipe that was published years ago. And Mm -hmm. I was able to kind of use that as part of my research to say, okay, well, these are the things that this homemade recipe that someone (laughs) published out to the public had. And I used it almost like a benchmark, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. there were so many divine things that happened that was just like a nod from God. Like, I was like, okay, God, I see you. I see you. I love how God does does his thing. I yes. love how God busts a move. Like, you know, I love how he turns everything around for our good. I love how you had a, a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, with your child that led you to something that could potentially, you know, change the tra- trajectory of your life in ways that are financially beneficial, but also serve a greater good by helping to give mothers and families that confidence that surety um as well as the healthy side of things for their children like I love I love 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 to see how God the master does Mm -hmm. his thing like I just love it it's so encouraging and it also lets us know that our challenges are are meant to improve us to help us and to point us in the direction of purpose right come on (laughs) <laughs> so I just love it. I love the story that you're sharing with us right now. Um, so let's talk about where you are now. You know, 
I heard you say it's the face for me. So I love that. But, you know, let's talk about where you are now in your journey of faith with this product. It's been four years, four Mm -hmm. years in. Um, Mm -hmm. You're saying you have not yet brought this product to market. But what's next? Like, tell us where you are now with the product. When can people purchase and start to use it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are what we call pre-launch, right? So we are right on the cusp of launching our product out into the market. And we're going to be launching in a series of three phases because once you, once I started to get into the industry and to really understand, you know, the landscape, I realized why there isn't an infant formula company popping up every single Mm. day. Mm. The barriers to to entry are super high. They're Mm. super high. And they're not really, they're only now beginning to be shaken up a little bit. And a lot of that has to do with the infant formula shortage and how that shined a light on how the industry is so monopolized where four big companies um, account for 90%, 90% of the market, which is why we saw the infant formula shortage because one of the key players, you know, was taken out, you know what I mean? Mm. They were down. And so that just really points to why it is so important for people like me to come in the space offering another alternative. First of all, an alternative that's not necessarily mass produced with all of the yucky stuff. But secondly, another alternative so that moms at the end of the day can do their job to feed their babies, you know? And so um, that that's a lot of what it is about for me. And just the more that I walk out this journey, the more that God reveals um, the purpose, like his purpose for it all. Because I saw it when I had the aha moment, like, oh, this could change our lives. Like exactly what you said, it could change the trajectory of my family's life. And that's always been one of my main goals is generational wealth. And when I saw this as a potential vehicle, I was like, oh, I'm jumping in, let's go. So, but as I continue to walk it out, he's, he's, he's definitely, (laughs) he's definitely growing my faith. It's, it's Mm -hmm. the faith walk than it is anything else. And I and I mean that from the core. Like it is all about me trusting. You know what I'm saying? It's all about first and foremost me trusting what he's already put in me. And then me trusting that he is going to lead me in the direction that I need to go. He's go- I'm, I'm gonna be okay. I'm good in his hands, right? As long as I'm following him, everything will fall into place. And I'll get it even more specific because I was super scared. Like when I saw who I was up against, like the giants, quote unquote, that I was Mm -hmm. up against. When I say Mm -hmm. those four main companies, your girl got shook. I was Mm. like, in a minute, I'm coming up in here. Little David, (laughs) look, trying to slay these giants with no degree, no science background. I'm really just a mom who did the research, who did the work, you know? And, but at the same time, is it going to be respected in the industry? Like, how am I going to be received? I'll be the first black in the space. How, how was this going to look? You know, what am, what am I really up against God? Like, you know, so mm. that's something that would keep me up at night because mm. when you start to mess with people's money, you know, they don't get excited about that. Right. So, um, I saw the opportunity, but I also saw what I looked at, at as like a threat. You know what I'm saying? It's something, it was scary. It was daunting. It was super intimidating to me. And so um, I would have this like knot in the pit of my stomach just thinking about it. And I'm like, God, are you sure? Like, is it me that you want to do this? You, you, you sure? You sure? Like, I feel that you're saying, yeah, but you, you sure. <laughs> and so what happened was when the infant formula shortage happened, it was like so much more than just what we saw, you know, here in, in, um, in the flesh realm, right? For me, it was like God saying, I told you I got you. Like the, the, they are not the ones that you need to worry about. It's not the big giants in, in the space that you need to worry about. I got you because I'm I'm fighting this battle for you. All I'm asking you to do is walk it out. You know what I'm saying? So he was always, in a way to me, it said that he was already preparing a way for my entrance. You know what I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything. Like I didn't cause the infant formula shortage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when that happened, I was like, whoa it was just really mind-blowing how it all happened because we were actually supposed to launch last April Mm. and that's around the time when all of this was happening right and so I was like 
oh my goodness, like the walls were falling without me having to do a thing. And then because of that, we got so much exposure. Like people were reaching out to us left and right, wanting to know more about our story, you know, wanting to know more about a formula, you know, and it just caused us to be on people's radar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though we did uh, push the date back due to manufacturing and some other reasons, it still put us on the radar and kind of elevated you know, um, our brand, right? So it's, listen, like I said, it's a faith wall. <laughs> it's, it's a faith wall. Wow. So you said you were planning to launch in about three, three or four phases. Can you tell us what those phases look like for you? Yeah. So the first phase we're launching as a complete nutrition plant-based um, alternative for 12 months and older. So typically um, when kids reach 12, they go into either a stage two formula or they go straight into a milk, like a Mm -hmm. a dairy whole milk or something of the sort. So we're going to be almost like that stage two formula that provides that complete nutrition. So they get a little bit more of the extra goodness than they would just a a typical whole milk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we're doing that because what we found is that in order to launch our product as an infant formula, we do have to have that FDA approval first. So about three years into our journey, we finally, finally made a connection with the FDA and we're able to have a Zoom call with them. Mm. And uh, we talked to them and they helped us really kind of lay out what our plan should look like, what it needs to include in order to set ourselves up for success as we were going about our FDA approval. It took us three years to get that in. Wow. <laughs> like it took us three years to finally find someone. And it's the actual team that reviews all of the infant formula FDA approvals that we were meeting mm-hmm. And so that was huge because that that doesn't happen, especially not with like out someone like in that space who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. You know what I'm saying? This uh-huh. was literally they sought us out. <laughs> they uh-huh. came and they were like, "Hey, we see that you guys are um, launching an infant formula," and they gave us a lot. Like sent us like what seemed to be as thick as a Bible in terms of like a lot of verbiage and requirements and policy and all of that. And then that's how I was able to get a meeting with them to kind of spell out our plan. Okay. Um, so in the second phase, getting back on track, is going to be our FDA approved infant formula, which we are projected will launch either later, later this year or definitely 2024, just mm-hmm. depending on the clinical trials and how long that takes. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, our goal is to launch a dissolvable infant formula tablet. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So we it's funny because we thought that was going to be the first thing that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had to pivot because we were all about, you know, speed to market. We need to get uh, a product out in the market so we can get this revenue coming in. Um, and then we could also fund the future products, which would be the formula in the in the tablet. It was just okay. easier to start with the okay. ready-made. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good. Um, the plan sounds good. That's amazing how you were connected with FDA, just you know, for credibility purposes. If that makes right, sense. right. Um, you know, people look for that, mm-hmm. but some people don't. But whatever the case is, it seems like with that you're covering all the bases, right? Right. So, um, having said that, um, you have your strategy in place. You've done your due diligence to do your research and analysis. You've you're starting to, I guess, to do some marketing. What are your plans for 2023 as it relates to that first phase? Mm-hmm. And where you plan to start selling? Is it going to be online only? Like if people want to connect and, and get this product, how soon can they expect a launch? Mm-hmm. Uh, where will it be launched? Give us some more details, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the surecompany.com is where you need to go right now to go ahead and sign up for the wait list so that you will be notified as soon as that product is available, that first product. And then obviously it'll keep you in the loop with all of the updates and fun stuff happening around our second and third launch um, with the new products, right? Um, We are planning to only be online, direct to consumer on our own website first. Um, It's not to say that later on down the road, we won't go, you know, where our customers sometimes are, which is in the stores, right, on the Mm -hmm. grocery scale. So we will seek out retail partnerships maybe later on down the road, but we really are focusing on having a more intimate connection with our customers because right now the climate of the industry is so 
um, it just has the moms up in a frenzy. Like they are very um, vulnerable mm-hmm. right now. They feel like they've been misled. You know, they're they're coming to this awareness of like, you know, what's in the formula that, you know, these masks, these bigger companies have been able to put out on the shelves for the babies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we are slow walking this thing in a sense. We're building their trust. We're allowing them to understand who we are, right? It's kind of like a date before we marry type situation, right? Mm -hmm. So we just want to make sure that they're familiar with us and that we gain their trust. So we want to have total control over that process in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then um, from there, we do plan to um, partner with some small, smaller businesses who share our same values and mission, um, uh, honestly, right here locally, first off, to put our products in their stores and just see how well it's received and, you know, kind of do some um, some testing, if you will, out in the market that way before we go after those larger contracts. Because one thing I always keep in mind is everybody wants to be on the shelves and that's great. And I can see it as a great milestone for us later on down the road. But once you get on the shelves, baby, you got to get off the shelves. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able you got to be competitive, you know, it's a very competitive space to be in. And so um, I'm not ready for all of that right now. I want to kind of have a more exclusive um, interaction and experience for our customers. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, we'll be launching in April. I actually have a call with our manufacturer this week to kind of get a more solid date around like when in April, my birthday is April 28th. So if if they come back and say April 28th, it's it's a situation, it's a movie. (laughs) We'll have a time with that. Um, but yeah, so you can expect it in April, but like I said, in order to keep up with everything that's happening, including that launch date, that official launch date, sign up for our email list at www.thesurecompany.com. Nice. And you said locally, local is North Carolina. What part? So I am in Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yep. And we, we have a lot of spaces. We've been approached by a couple of small businesses, again, that share our same values. One is, um, uh, they sell like, um, vegan um juicing and stuff like that uh, like the healthier mm-hmm. juices and stuff mm-hmm. so uh we had a conversation with them and we felt like you know what? it might be a good idea we have a similar target audience and demographics so let's try it let's see what happens mm. um and so the support has been real <laughs> nice 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 so I'm, I'm sure you've done your due diligence as re- as it relates to uh i guess doing the research around your competitors uh mm-hmm. tell me how many are there any other plant-based uh baby milk um companies any no. others yeah so the thing is what makes us different is that we're the only ready-made plant-based almond-based let me just say that I know that's kind of like a tongue twister um in the market most of the newcomers because we realize we're not the only one who's realizing the opportunity here the market nationally is worth four billion it'll go to six billion by 2030 globally mm. it's at about 65 billion and it'll mm. double it'll double to 100 over 120 billion by 2030 okay. okay so the opportunity is there and so obviously you know after a while other people start to pick up on that too so there are some newcomers in the space um but all of them are um dairy or goat milk um gotcha. Yeah, so we that's our, our biggest competitive advantage is that we're doing a plant-based alternative, but that is also a ready-made version. So we're not powder. Um, Got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. Makes sense. I love that. Um, for those, you know, you said almond-based. Some people are allergic to, to, to almonds or nuts. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that may, you may be thinking about for the future that's not a nut-based mm-hmm. Yeah, formula? so we've got... Yep, we've done our research on that too. And we have a couple of different um a couple of different pathways that we are working on right now. One thing that's pretty interesting is that there's a lot of research being done now about the safe and early introduction of allergens to pre- to prevent allergies later on down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um the amount of almond that we use in our almond milk though is a very safe amount for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but at the same time, we do realize that as a mom, right, anything that even sounds close to harmful is like a no-no, you know what I mean? Allergies can be major. And so we do also have a coconut milk base that we're working on. And we've also considered, um, a pea protein formulation that is obviously it's not an allergen at all. Um, and a couple of other things, but because we are a small business, we realize we also can't do it all at one time. 
Sure. And so we got to start, you know, with the one product first. And then as we grow, as the business grows, then we'll start to build out our product catalog and our different options. No, I love it. I love it. I love hearing this. Um, your story. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So tell me, tell me, tell me. When it comes to your faith, right? You started out, like I said, you said four, you're four years in. I mean, some people would have given up. Yeah. Some people would have said, you know, it's so many people in the market. Somebody said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a scientist. They would have come up with every excuse as to why they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But four years in, despite it all, you said, I'm going to keep going. Uh, tell us about your faith to keep going. Tell us about your faith to say, uh, you know, they got you to this point. Mm. Listen, a- as you said, I just reflect because it's just been it's been one of, I wish I could say that it's been, oh my God, this beautiful process of my faith just blossoming and all of it. I wish I could say that, but the truth of the matter is I can't. I have been like a child when it comes to my faith and not the way that they want you to be. And that they talk about in the Bible, like I have been stubborn. I have been like coming to God, like, are you serious? What, what is this? You know? And I really had to, um, I really had to be honest with myself, right? And sometimes I just had to sit in my own, like just sit with myself and um, kind of think about my faith. Like, am I really believing? You know what I mean? Like, am I am I really seeing myself as how God sees me? You know what I mean? And am I where I need to be in my faith walk? Because I'm, I've known since a very young age that God has had his his arms around me and he's kept me from a lot of different situations for a reason. Like I've always known that. And it's always been something that even other people can pick up um, in me. And sometimes I've been happy and proud of that. And other times I've been like, why me? Like, why can I just be normal? Why can I just, you know, live a normal life, whatever that means. And so for me, it's been like, just a close and intimate walk with God, even on the days where I feel like he's not talking or not saying much, or I don't hear him, even on the days that I feel confused and I could care less about the word faith, if I'm being honest, like it's been a very brutally raw um, experience for me. And I feel like I throw tantrums. (laughs) I'll throw a tantrum right now and just be like so upset because it just seems like things aren't happening fast enough or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And ultimately, God has been so patient. You know what I'm saying? He's been so patient through this. And um, a lot of the time, once I once I start to pull it back in, kind of like not allow my emotions to take over, but remember what he's already done for me. You know what I mean? And, and just uh-huh. kind of let on him as God and not him as who I want him to be or who I think he should be. It humbles me right on down and I calm down. And now I'm in a place with my faith where it's like, I know that my purpose here on this earth is to be a testament of what's possible. I know that. And so because of that, I also know that he's going to pick me for like the hardest challenges. (laughs) Like he's going to pick me for things that, you know, um, it takes seeing it to believe, you know? And so I have, if I'm, if I'm being honest, and I know I've said it like 10 times, I am still taking that in. You know, I'm still in the process of accepting that he is going to use me in such, in such a way that at times it's not going to feel good to me, but it is going to be for a greater good. And he has his ways, like God is God, right? He knows how mm-hmm. he created me. He knows what, um, you know, what speaks to me, right? And what gets my attention. So he definitely sends um, inspiration and motivation through my kids, through my husband, through people I don't even know. And that's been what I've been open to. I've been open to like seeing his whispers and signs that he's with me, that he loves me, you know? And mm-hmm. it's been the thing that like helps to put things in perspective um, because I still have those thoughts where I'm like, this is too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is hard. Like sometimes I'm in over my head. Um, and I have to sit in it and just, you know, wait for his, his next move, you know, wait for him to tell me what my next move should be. And so it's, like I said, it's been such a, a faith walk. Um, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing every day seems different, you know, um, but I'm up for it. And I think that's the most important thing is that I've already told him, I'm like, look, 
through my tantrums, through my, you know, attitude. And sometimes me just like, are we serious? This is what I have to do. I'm always going to say yes. I'm always mm. going to be up for it, you know? So that's I love I'm that. Doing. I'm always going to say yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to jump into your industry, they say, hey, sis, I might not want to uh, do a baby formula, a mm-hmm. plant-based baby formula, mm-hmm. but I want to get into the food service into, um, industry or I want to develop a special tea or mm-hmm. drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to step into that, that, that maybe that food and drink industry of sorts, if you will, what are your top three suggestions for them to do so? Honestly, it would be the same if it was somebody that wasn't stepping into that industry. Um, but I would start by getting a counselor, getting a mentor. And what mm. I did specifically, I went to, it's called SBTDC. And I, I call it by the acronym so often that I forget exactly what, it's, what it um, stands for, but it's Small Business and techn- Technology and Development Enterprises, something of the sort. But mm-hmm. if you Google SBTDC, every state has a local um, chapter. And typically they are linked to a university. So here in Greenville, they're linked to East Carolina University. That's where they're housed. Hmm. But these are organizations, in addition to SCORE, I've also taken advantage of SCORE and I've had a counselor at SBTDC and a mentor at SCORE since I've started, Mm -hmm. literally. And they have been a lot of the reason why I've been able to get in rooms and get a seat at the table and get, you know what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. get, get resources right here at my fingertips as it relates to market research, all for free at no cost to me. And as a small business owner and a mompreneur, like that's, that's, that's serious for me. Like that's the most important thing is, is what, what, what is it going to cost me? Um, mm-hmm. and I would definitely advise anyone to start there because from there you can be pointed in so many different directions. I mean, even the manufacturer that we use to kind of, to commercialize our initial recipe, mm-hmm. it came as a lead through SBTDC. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it, it really doesn't matter what your industry is because the way that their teams are created they have access to so much data for so many different industries that it's a great launching pad either way. Mm. Now, to make it more specific about, you know, food and beverages and all of those things, I always say, do your due diligence, like do your own research too. So dig into like, what are the local food and bev associations, organizations that I need to know about? You know what I mean? What, mm. what are some of the local um, businesses, even I, I'm I'm a salesperson by trade. Like that's been my profession for the last 10, 12 years. And so I'm not afraid to go into a business not knowing anybody, trying to figure out who the decision maker is so we can have a conversation about how you were able to establish your business. And you know what I mean? And obviously there's a way to do that. But I think the biggest thing is not being afraid to like put yourself in uncomfortable positions to meet people who are where you're trying to get be, right? Or where you're aiming to go. Um, So talk to your local restaurant owners, talk to, um, like I said, do your research about those different associations, even trade shows, right? Mm. Google food and bed trade shows and just go to one as, um, as a guest. So you can kind of see who the players are. And when I say the players, yes, the vendors that are there on the floor, but who's sponsoring these events? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Who's sponsoring Events. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the time too, like uh, you'll, you'll end up finding out about like accelerators that they may be offering to other small, um, on, uh, small business entrepreneurs who are trying to get a start in the industry where they'll teach you certain things for about, you know, anywhere from four all the way up to 12 weeks. You know, you go through that program, they'll get you connected with other key players in the industry. So those would be, those would be my recommendations. That's so good. I love that. Trade mm-hmm. shows, trade shows. I don't want to have a friend. She, she's frequent um, co-host on this podcast. She's, we're talking about going to a trade show for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, trade yeah, shows are, are good. And, and, and the other advice that you gave around getting a mentor and just co- connecting with your lo- local programs, because networking is key. One of the oh, keys and yeah. uh, building relationships with people. You, mm-hmm. you, you might notice like, you know, certain people hang around each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I, I've noticed like, you know, especially influencers or bis- business owners that I follow, you'll see them connected to other people. 
mm-hmm. that are in not maybe in the industry but you know just kind of on that same wealth trajectory that they may be on right. and right. they net it, it's all about networking they, they'll find themselves in the same rooms and then find themselves partnering to do something similar or just kind of pulling their resources so mm-hmm. like literally I love what you just shared and I can attest to just observing that for myself and I too mm-hmm. believe that networking and partnering is you know one of the the greatest thing that you can do to help build up your future. Oh, it is. I was talking to um, a good friend of mine and she was just saying, you know what? I was scouting out your LinkedIn the other day just because I want to know who you know. I want to be, I want to see who you know to see, you know, how, if, if there could be an intro that could be made or whatever the case may be. And I was like, and that's how you do it. You follow, like there are people in the industry now that I follow, like I keep up with them, what they're doing and who they're talking to, because I know that at some point I want to be in that same circle. I want to be in that mix or whatever. And um, that's what you do. And I told her, I was like, you know what? My life's goal is to have a Rolodex so large, not of just contacts and names that I don't even know, but I'm talking about of people who I've built relationship with, because that's the difference. You can know everybody and not have one relationship and it holds no weight. But Mm -hmm. if you have a Rolodex full of contacts where you actually have trusted relationships that you work you put in the time into to nurture, right? And it's not even just how can how can they help me, but how can I also support you? How, how can I add value? And in fact, I would even advise that you lead with how you can add value. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Lead with yeah. that because they'll recognize that, they'll respect that, and then they'll be more apt to return the favor, right? And so for me, that's what I look to do. I seek to like add value, right? I don't want to just be seen as like a pest or a mosquito in somebody's ear. Like, what can you do for me? Can you, you know? And, but I aspire to have a Rolodex to where anybody can come to me and say, this is the problem. This is what I'm working on. Do you know someone who can help me? And I can point them in the right direction. That's Mm -hmm. my, like, outside of sure and what I'm doing there. Like, that's another thing that I want to accomplish in this life is to be the plug really <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so dope that's so dope mm-hmm. I love that I love that so mm-hmm. since you want to be the plug since you want to offer value to people give me one thing that you would mm-hmm. say that to encourage one of the global girls out there who you know are just looking to su- pursue passion with persistence give me one word of encouragement uh, I think it all starts with authenticity and knowing your own voice and knowing who you are and whether or not that's cliche, I hope it doesn't because it rains so true for me, but that's the difference. That is the difference. And I'm telling you, as you start to go level, um, as you level up, it'll be harder if you have not already defined who you are to sustain that person, to sustain your own voice, right? And to, to hold tight to your values and morals. And so for me, like I told you, it's been like a faith journey. It's been an overall personal journey because I had to say to myself, like, okay, April, are you brave enough? Are you courageous enough to be yourself in whatever space that you enter into? Right. Mm. And, and that's the difference because that's what I preach. Like that's one of our values in our company is authenticity. It's also inclusivity and innovation. Right. But I lead with authenticity because at the end of the day, there's a certain people who are called to my influence. And if mm-hmm. I'm showing up in a, in a mask, you know what I'm saying? If I'm playing a part, they're not going to be able to find me. I'm not going to be able to find them, you know? Mm. And eventually I'm going to be leading a group of people who I, who are, they not, they don't even speak to who I am like authentically as a person. And so I'll be stuck playing that role and be miserable. And I've mm-hmm. done that before, specifically, you know, in corporate America, where I've had to kind of play a role um, and just kind of align with the status quo. And I've kind of thrown that away. Like even in my day job now, I'm like, nah, 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 baby, I gotta be me. I gotta be, it has to be me because, and of course there, there are ways, you know, better places, there are places and times for, for certain things, right? So I know how to carry myself, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to be myself. And yeah. so I think it's so important that you define who that is. And I did an exercise and I would share this with you guys to start to really, like I wrote down 10, but go ahead and identify what are your five value, like your core values that you can then filter every decision that you make in life, whether it's personal or professional through those values and come to an answer. And Mm. that's 
can also like hold up, like you can be prideful in, you can be, you can have pride about that. You can still have that integrity. Like when you make that decision, because you've ran it through that filter of your core values, you're like, okay, it might hurt. It might be a tough decision, but it aligns with who I am. And so I'm good with it, you know? So I challenge you guys to do that. I love that. I love that. This has been such a great conversation, April. Mm -hmm. I have loved hearing your story. I think you are on your way up. Thank and I you. think that you are going to offer something that will not only leave, legal, leave a legacy for you and your family, but also help those out there who need, who want better uh, nutritional options for their children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I love that. I love that. So when I say, uh, when I ask you, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? Mm. Oh, let's see. I would say just making an impact beyond where you are physically, right? An impact that like is not restricted by boundaries, whether it's geographically, um, whether it's, you know, gender, um, whether it's, you know, race, but being, being able to have an impact that oversees boundaries is what I think of um, on, a, on a large level. Mm. Um, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. This has been such a great conversation. I believe that you truly are a global girl who is making an impact and who will make an impact beyond your local community. You definitely will go global. And I love, love, love to see it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> such a great conversation. Um, so if people want to connect with you, you've already shared your website for those who want to get on your mailing list in preparation for the launch but if they want to connect with you further how can they do that yeah you can um I have a personal IG as well it's April Carr Kelly Carr is C-A-R-R -R, and Kelly is just with the Y so K-E-L-L-Y so at April Carr Kelly and then I always like to give my email out just I'm always curious to know like who's actually going to send me an email which I wouldn't talk about <laughs> but you can email me at uh info at thisyourcompany.com thank you thank you mm -hmm. so much for sharing that absolutely well, this has been a great conversation we can't stay on all night if you have been enjoying this content don't forget to like share and subscribe this has been the girl go global podcast where faith and works are empowered i hope that you are empowered today i hope that you got some valuable information and i hope that april's story will bring you to a new revelation about what you should be offering to the world to solve a problem so don't forget to go 